Because if you're focused on multiple businesses, none of them are going to actually grow. Because we need to plant a seed and help it grow, right? We need to kind of maintain it and it's hard to do it for everything. Welcome to the Product Boss Podcast, where we're dedicated to helping product-based business owners turn into revenue-generating, successful, happy product bosses. I'm Jacqueline Snyder. And I'm Mina Kunlo-Sitep. Together through digital courses, coaching, and masterminds, we've helped over 50,000 students from startup to multi-million dollar businesses scale their sales while blending in their dream life. It gets lonely out there in the product business world. We fully believe a business shouldn't be built alone. There's room at the top for all of us. So let's get scrappy and creative together, Product Boss, to be profitable, make more sales, and grow your visibility. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Hey there, Product Boss. Okay, so do you feel the shift? We're heading into fourth quarter which we all know is the busiest quarter, especially for product bosses. So when you're wearing all the hats in your business, you have to figure out how to blend opportunity with overwhelm. So let HubSpot's sales hub take over all that work, get it off your plate so you can close the year with a bang. So listen, you can organize your schedules, goals, to-dos, and save those precious Q4 moments for doing what you love, right? Spending time with your family, shopping, or how about selling your products? So HubSpot Sales Hub not only unifies your data and tools, but it also helps you grow your revenue faster and get a deeper look at your customer insights. Plus, it includes AI forecasting. So say goodbye to hoping and hello to crushing those goals and deals. Ready to wear all the hats and still make the best and most of Q4? With Sales Hub, it's your chance to shine and see your sales soar. All right. With Sales Hub, closing deals is no big deal. Try it for yourself at hubspot.com slash sales. Hello, friends, and welcome back to the Product Boss Podcast. It's Jacqueline Sider here, and today we're going to talk a little bit about transformations. And I think it's really important to think this because a lot of times, and I know I've shared this in the past, a lot of times I, I personally can get stuck in the negative right? I get stuck in the negative. I get stuck in how hard things are and how it would be amazing if they could just be a little bit easier. And it's really had me start to reflect on this powerful idea that I was realizing is that sometimes you think you're buried, but you're actually planted, right? And how often do we find ourselves feeling overwhelmed, right? feeling like life is burying us with challenges. We're like, oh my gosh, like I can't take one more thing like overwhelming me or being put on my plate or just like, I feel like I'm going under. (laughs) But what if there was another perspective, right? What if there was another way to look at this? So I want to get into that today. So I know personally that I've felt at times buried under the responsibilities of life and business owner and wife and daughter and everything, friend, right? And then there'd be challenges. It's like challenges to when your kids need you, challenges to help your kids, challenges to get the business up and going or doing the thing you wanted to do, right? There's always the challenges. And then there's also the setbacks. And I think each of us can think about different times in our life when we've felt that way. I know looking back for me, a big challenge 
and like setback that I had was um, thinking about, so I always talk about Cuffs Couture. So Cuffs Couture is my wearable wrist wallet that I sold and to like 60 different countries and ended up in magazines and press and Carrie Underwood wore my cuffs at the country music awards and in music videos, Carly Rae Jepsen, Kim, Kim Kardashian bought them and bought them for her sisters at the time. So these are huge things that happen. One thing I've never talked to you all about is my other brand called Lily Mark and Lily Mark was a dress line. Um, it was kind of the time that eco, eco-friendly was becoming a little bit more of a, a used word. People were talking about our footprint, um, especially in manufacturing. And for me, I was coaching and co- or not coaching. I was consulting and building brands for other people because I think you know this about me, but I, since 2007, have built probably close to 2,000 fashion accessory and apparel brands at this point. And I remember... People, were, people will come to me in stages. I know what the trend is going to be because I will have a group of people that come to me at different, different businesses, but they all have a very similar idea because of the cultural kind of impact and what that does. So at some point, I had a whole bunch of eco-friendly type people that wanted to create eco-friendly lines. They wanted to have less of an impact. They didn't want to use dye that was like, that would hurt the water sources. Um, they were worried about the type of fibers we were using, all the things. So in that time, I also was thinking about consumption and everything. And I started Lily Mark named after my grandma and my grandpa. And it was 50% new material, 50% dead stock. So dead stock is fabrics that are already made that are usually discarded from like a bigger company and you can buy it and use it. So it was, it was like a zero we weren't, I wasn't making more of something or asking someone to make more of something. The fabric already existed and I could use it. So it was 50-50. And the reason I did it at that point was I wanted to make silk dresses. And the only silks that I could get when I did all the research were that were like eco-friendly or less impact. Because <laughs> even silk had an issue because you could you would kill the silkworm to get the silk. I know, this is all crazy. So Shang Tung, which is that nubby silk, that doesn't kill the silkworm. It instead allows the silkworm to come out of the cocoon. And then that's why the, the silks are nubby. Okay. This is getting into fabrics <laughs> but because it's like an imperfect strand. So I was like, hmm, I don't know that this, I don't know that this is the dress line. I want to be kind of like that schlubby silk, like the Shing Tung. I really wanted like a really fine, like elevated look. So I started this line and it was also, I would go to flea markets and I would find like, these are again, 1980s or 90s even, like those beaded um, payette dresses. Like if you think about all the sparkle and all the glamour of like the 80s and early 90s, like those discarded dresses, I would take those and I would cut them and I would use them in different ways. And I would just like, I would reclaim clothes and then I would make new stuff. I thought they were gorgeous. I wore them. And I actually did end up getting a retailer in LA, like on like a very popular, trendy street. And I sold there. And it just felt overwhelming though. Like I loved the making of the clothes. I loved it. I loved the finding and the creating and the making. And I loved the, I love that she was selling them. But I also, by the way, had Cuffs Couture running with a sales rep and selling to 60 different countries. And I had designer consulting co-op, which I would have at least 10 to 15 clients at a time. 
And I was like, holy moly, like, I believe in this. I love this, but I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't know. It's too hard. It's hard to get another rep. I can't really afford it. I can't give it my time, you know, because if you're focused on multiple businesses, none of them are going to actually grow because we need to plant a seed and help it grow, right? We need to kind of maintain it and it's hard to do it for everything. So I felt super overwhelmed and I felt like I was just being overwhelmed, right? So if we think about all this, and I was talking about seeds, what I realized and I look back now is I realized it was a season of planting, right? Not overwhelmed, not being buried, but a season of planting, a growth beneath the surface, right? Something that was being buried to grow. And what I also realized if I look back at that time with me trying to run three businesses and newly married and planning on having a family, the challenges I faced then, those weren't ending me, but rather they were rooting me. So let's talk about seeds for a moment. Welcome to science class, friends. (laughs) So seeds. When you plant a seed, okay, it goes dark into the dark earth, right? It's covered and it's unseen, right? And if you think about tulips, because when I lived on the East Coast, I was fascinated by the idea of tulips and tulip bulbs and you bury them. And you actually forget that you buried them. And in the spring, they start to grow. They start to sprout. And not only did they sprout, there's more, right? We've forgotten. It was buried and forgotten, but it had the right nutrients and care. So like when you are burying a seed with the right nutrients and the right care, it will eventually break through the soil, reaching for the sun, right? Much like us, wouldn't you say? Hey, Product Boss, I'm just going to interrupt this show really quickly because it's podcast recommendation time. This month, I am all about inclusion and marketing podcasts. Now, this is hosted by the incredible Sonia Thompson and brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. On her inclusion and marketing podcast, Sonia does an amazing job of diving into important topics like belonging, customer experience, and diversity. She also will give you practical tips and advice on how you can authentically practice inclusive marketing within your own business. Now, one of my favorite most recent episodes includes Sonia and three other inclusive marketers who dive into recent big brand marketing campaigns such as the AI generation of Barbie from around the world and the Barbieheimer controversy, right? Where they share their reactions and discuss their perspectives on these campaigns and the importance of incorporating inclusivity and culture intelligence into marketing. This episode was so insightful and had so many amazing takeaways to consider as a business owner, especially when it comes to authentically portraying inclusivity when marketing your brand and products to your customers. Listen to inclusion and marketing wherever you get your podcasts. Now back to the show. Hey, hey, product boss. Okay, it's your product biz coach here, Jacqueline, and I have a treat for you. So the other day we got a message on Instagram from our friend Lolly. Now she's a product boss and she was on the hunt for an easy to use inventory management software to keep track of her raw goods and what she had ready to sell. And guess what? We had an answer for her. Not only did we have a fantastic inventory management software to refer her to, but we also had a whole treasure chest of 308 other business tools and resources to make her product-based business easier to manage and, and more efficient to grow. And we have it for you as well. Now picture this. 
packaging and printing supplies, affiliate management, website and email software, legal resources, video and photo tools. Oh my, you name it, we've got it. And here's the cherry on top. It is totally free, right? It's not gonna cost you a single penny. That's right, because you can get your hands on the Product Boss's Ultimate Resource Guide absolutely free. We are on a mission to change small businesses' lives and and their ability to grow around the world. And whatever we can do to help you do that, we are here for it. And so we're hoping that this resource guide is one step closer to reaching your dreams. So all you need to do is slide into our DMs on Instagram with the word guide and just send us that message and we will send you a link to download it right away. Or you can head straight to theproductboss.com slash resource guide. Easy peasy. Oh, and did I mention you can also DM us guide on Instagram and voila, we'll shoot you that link right away. So my friend, don't wait another second. You can get your hands on the ultimate resource guide for product bosses right now. Now let's jump back into the show. Think about those buried moments in your life, right? Only to realize that they were planting you for something bigger. Only to realize that the things that feel hard right now you're kind of being, you're, you feel the, f- the feeling of being buried, but you will nurture yourself. You'll care for yourself and you will reach for the sun, right? So I shared one of my stories. I want you to think of a buried moment for yourself and realize when that was planting you for something bigger. Might've been a really hard season, but you're on the other side. And so keeping with the science class that we're in, let's talk about resilience, And actually what scientists say about resilience, right? That resilience is not just an innate trait, but it's a skill that can be developed. All right, I'm going to say that again. Resilience is not just an innate trait, but it is a skill that can be developed. So when we face adversities, right? When we face adversities, our emotional and our cognitive abilities are tested. I know this so well. (laughs) when things feel so hard, right? That maybe the first time you don't have all the skills you need, right? But like the second time, the third time, eventually you're like, wow, I'm getting good at dealing with these adversities, right? I'm getting good at this. I'm figuring things out. Eventually it's like, oh, I've got this as a superpower, right? Because each, each challenge that we face can teach us something. It can root us. And it makes us stronger and it makes us stronger for future challenges. And now I know that this could be something very deeply personal, something catastrophic can happen in your life, some sort of adversity, um, something that even silly when you were a kid that knocked you, (laughs) that made you feel so bad, right? But then you overcame it. And we think about how these, these lessons teach us in like different phases of our life and different chapters of our life. So I want you to realize that resilience is not even not even a trait, but it's something that's developed. It's something that's learned. It's something that we hone in and we get better at. And then another thing I want you to do is sometimes when we're feeling buried or overwhelmed, right? It also might be that life is telling us to pause for a sec. Hold on. Let's look at what's happening here. Let's take a pause and then let's reflect, right? Let's reflect and be like, hmm, how did we get here? right? Why do I feel buried, right? What needs to be nurtured 
right now? What needs to be taken care of when I feel this way? So when you can take a pause and you embrace the pause, you have this time to embrace the moment that you're in. Because sometimes, and a lot of times, and I'm going to tell you it's okay to not always feel like you're growing visibly, right? Not all the time do we feel like we are like, oh, I know that, you know, what doesn't kill me makes me stronger. And I'm, you know, this is gonna be amazing, right? Like, it's very hard in the moment. So, but what happens is that what happens beneath where we're planted, beneath in our minds and our soul and our heart, it's just as vital, right? But sometimes we do have to take a pause. We do have to nourish ourselves. We do have to reflect. We do have to say, hold on. Maybe this is not a moment of, of growth for me in business or, um, you know, shooting for the stars this very moment. I might need to pause and reflect and nurture myself and nourish myself. So I want to jump into just a few tips on ways that you can nurture yourself and nurture your roots, right? <laughs> the seed you've planted, the time that we're feeling buried, and how do we nourish ourselves and nurture it so that we can rise above, so that we can rise from the dirt and start to reach for the sun. We would be on the other side. It would be springtime again. So I think the first thing would be mindfulness. This is hard, but staying present. It typically grounds us. And this is something that my life coach Stacy uses with me. And so I'm going to share it with all of you. And I love that I do so much work on myself because I also love that I can share it because I've been to psychiatrists, psychologists. I've used, I've had a life coach. I've done hypnotherapy. I've done a lot of self-work since I was 18 from like what I grew up in, the kind of like traumatic childhood that I had into who I wanted to be and wanted to become, right? So if you think about that, I can go back and think about, oh, what was me for this, whatever I grew up in. But then, and I say this because... In, uh, major issues with my father. <laughs> so that that was a you know it was tra- it was traumatic and it was an abusive childhood and there was a lot of stuff there and I could live for the rest of my life in victim mode of it or feeling like that defined me. But I have spent from the time I was like eighteen and could pay for my own therapist the the next five years now. <laughs> Um, I don't know how long, how long have I been like 20 more years, 22, 23 years of me paying for getting out of that mess. Right. And one of the biggest things that I have found that has been so helpful is actually working with a life coach more than the other side. I did the other, the other stuff. And the life coach was more of like rewiring my brain or thinking forward versus thinking in the past. And one of the other biggest things that I've learned from her, from Stacy, is mindfulness and staying present. And so the tip that she gives me that I'm going to give you is be where your feet are, okay? Be where your feet are. I remember watching my kids play in the water at the beach, and I had gotten in a fight with my husband, and I was still thinking about it. I was standing there at the shore, watching my kids splash and loving it. My husband was there and I was like, we were standing next to each other and I was like, don't want to bring up that fight with him again. Like I want to, I want to keep hashing this out, (laughs) you know, like let's keep talking about it. And then I had to tell myself like, no, 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 no. We talked about it. It was resolved. My kids are in the water having the best time of their life and they're never going to be this age at this moment again. Where are my feet right now? And I was like, my feet are in the sand. 
The ocean is washing onto my toes. It is cold as heck. What are my kids doing? Look at your kids. And I opened my eyes and I was present, right? Because some of that, that, that nurture and nourishing that we need is to not be so stuck in our heads in the past or so stuck in our heads in the future, but being where we are right now, because the thing that we're all working for is more moments like that, right? Time to be available with the people that we love and to be super present to it. So I just, I wanted to share that with you. So be where your feet are and mindfulness or however else you want to practice that a way to keep you focused or not focused, but grounded. Okay. The second tip to this is to learn, right? Equip yourself with knowledge and new skills. So how are you going to nurture yourself or feel buried? Well, there's obviously the mindset stuff and the self stuff that we can work on. And then I think that there's also knowledge and skills of being a business owner, the boss of your business, a manufacturer, selling your products, right? Like all of the business stuff that when we're feeling overwhelmed, I'm trying to think of a student that I could talk about. I think like Brooke of Brooke of Be Happy, uh, Knit Hats. We talk, she's an amazing, like just an amazing business owner, multi-stream machine student, has been in our masterminds. Like I've known her for a lot of years. And she was hand knitting hats, knitting hats. And people really wanted them. So she was selling them. And at times she was like, I, she was trying to, her kids, she was homeschooling her kids. They were traveling around the country in an RV. So there was a very much a lot of time with kids needed and wanted to be. But then there was also the, I've got this business and this great idea and it's really starting to take off. And so I'll bet you, and then she has a picture of herself surrounded by yarn balls. She probably felt buried in yarn. <laughs> like, I don't know what to do here. So, but instead at that point, her seed was underground and it was starting to sprout. And through, I know this because we've worked with her for so long, through knowledge, through seeing how other people model this for her. So being in, in community, knowledge, like how do I grow my handmade business? How do I get out from under all the yarns and all the making? And so with that knowledge and skill, she was nourishing herself and her brain and her as a business owner. And then one day... She sprouted through the dirt and she realized she didn't have to do it all herself. And she could hire knitters across the country and she could send them yarn and they could knit their hats with their orders and then they could ship them to her and then she could fulfill, right? She figured it out. But at one point, she had no idea how she was going to figure it out. So I think that's a big part of you all equipping yourself with knowledge and skills. And then another thing is connection, right? Connecting with people, with loved ones, with people who get what you're doing here. So it is very hard to feel overwhelmed or buried, especially as an entrepreneur, when you're not surrounded by other entrepreneurs that have felt the same way, or when you're feeling buried because you have really big ambitions and you have a really big goal for yourself that's not modeled around you. And how do you nourish yourself when people are like taking the nutrients, they're like depleting it. So find yourself either one person, a community, a mentor somewhere that you can connect and you can feel seen and they can help nourish you as well and also help you with new perspectives, right? Show you. And then the last way to nurture yourself here sometimes feels very counterintuitive, but it's to rest, right? Remember that even nature has its seasons. Tulips need winter. Tulips need snow. In Israel, and I think also, and I'm 
definitely never lived on farmland or as a farmer, but they, they let, they let the fields rest. I think it's every seven years. And if you work on a farm, you know, anything about farming, you know, more than I do, but there's a point where you have to let the field rest. It needs a moment to relax, to replenish. And so even all of you, there's seasons. It's okay to have winter moments. And I'm going to say that even in growing your business. Most of us will not be busy all year long in our businesses. We will have our busy seasons and then we will have our not so busy seasons. And actually that's okay because it's not to double and triple and quadruple your sales every month, month over month over month. It's actually in your busy months, we say to you know triple your sales. So in the holiday time, most of us can triple our sales. But let's say you sell like Brooke, hats, knit hats in June, May, probably June, July, August. People aren't buying your hats. So that's the time to rest. That's the time to have the winter moment. When I say rest, you're maybe not doing as much as you will be doing in your busy season. You're prepping, you're nourishing, you're feeding, you're planting, and then you're waiting, right? It's that patience. So I want you all to know that you're not alone in the way that this feels. And to think of yourself as a seed. So sometimes you're not buried. You're just planted, right? You're just waiting. You're just nourishing. You're learning. You're in that dark season on purpose, right? Because you will break through that soil. You, you will reach for the sun. And then remember, this is a cycle. So my friends, here's to growing even when you're, when you're beneath the surface. Okay, so here's to going even when you're beneath the surface. And if this episode resonated with you at all, would you mind leaving us a review over on wherever you listen to podcasts? Apple Podcasts is kind of the place that is easier to leave reviews. But leave us a positive review if you love the show or love the episodes. It really helps us reach more product-based business owners as well. And I'd love to shout some of you out in the next few episodes. So as we get those reviews, I'm going to say some thank yous. All right, so my friends... We're here with you every step of the way. And I hope that this is a little bit of water, a little bit of nourishment to your seed as you continue to grow. All right. Bye, friends. Thank you for being here and listening all the way through the Product Boss Podcast. If you love our show and it has helped you in any way in your business, would you mind doing two things for us? Subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode and leave us a review. Reviews help other product entrepreneurs know that this is the place to be to grow their businesses and realize that they're not alone. And we know that you all know that a five-star and honest review helps you sell more products to more people. So you know that your reviews help us reach more listeners around the world. Remember, what we give is what we receive, and we are all about helping each other in the Product Boss community. We are all in this together. We would be so appreciative of you if you could take the time right now to subscribe, leave a review, and even share this episode on social or someone you know so we can impact more lives. And remember, subscribing means that you will get notified each time we release a new episode so you never miss a thing. You have helped us grow and climb into the top 10 of all marketing podcasts, and together we can keep climbing. Thank you, friends. And remember, there is room at the top for all of us.